Anybody else is there? All hearts free. I can save me being able to do that. Amen. What a privilege. Amen. Somebody else. If not, take your Bibles with me this evening. Turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Very familiar text this evening. Something the Lord has laid upon my heart quite some time ago. And I've just, I've kind of been studying on it and preparing it. And I pray the Lord will, will take this message and Deliver to y'all in the way he's he's gave it to me. Amen. Keep your Bibles handy with you this evening. We'll be turning to several different places. Psalm 23. If you can, Mabel, stand with me this evening to honor and reverence the reading of the word of the Lord. The Bible said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me in all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the privilege to stand before your people this evening and preach your word. Lord, I realize I have nothing in me, nothing capable of preaching your word, giving a message to your people. Lord, I pray that you'll just work through me, Lord, and give this to your people, Lord, the way that you, you see fit. God, I pray you give your people listening ears. Lord, let them take this word and apply it to their hearts and lives, Lord. Let them walk away here with something in their hearts and lives and not just not forget it once they leave here, Lord. I pray you'll keep it with them. God, I pray for every need that be here this evening, Lord. Every, every mention and unmentioned prayer request, I pray you'd be with each and every single one. God, I pray you'd be with our pastor and his family as they go on vacation, Lord. I pray you give them Allow them to have a good time, and Lord, give them some traveling grace, if you will, Lord. God, we thank you for what you do for us. Pray if they'd be one here, lost and undone without you, Lord. Pray that you'll convict them of their sins, Lord, and save them before it's everlasting too late. We thank you and we praise you for what you do for us and what you continue to do for us. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated this evening. With the help of the Lord this evening, I'd like to preach on this thought. The shepherd's love for his sheep. Yeah. Well, I really want to kind of look more towards his love and see what he does for us, some things he's done for us, and take that and apply it to how he loves us, if you're with me. That word love in the Greek, that word is agape. Agapow, that's the verb of it. The noun
a few things about this in order to 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 understand it, if you will. We won't. We'll try not spend much time here, but we'll get through this and we'll move on to some other verses. Just bear with me, and we'll lay a little foundation or a big foundation, and we'll build a little house on top of it. So, first thing we notice here is this is a song of David. David wrote this song, and we got to know a few things about that. We know David was a shepherd. Yeah, right. He had sheep, so he knew some things about sheep. All right, but. Notice with me here, David's not talking about himself. The Lord is my shepherd. He's talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, right. the one who bled and died on the cross for our sins. He's talking about the Good Shepherd. We know who he's talking about. He says, The Lord is my shepherd. Almost like David's bragging there just a little yeah. bit. It's almost like he's saying, look who my shepherd is. Yeah. Look who I have. Yeah. Right. He's my shepherd. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. almost like David's saying that. Well, let's move on. The Lord is my shepherd. Let's, let's look at... So let's understand a few things about sheep this evening. I don't know much about sheep. I've never raised sheep. But from things I've read, I can tell you that sheep... Are really needed. They're really needed. I mean, they can't just bear with me right here. And if I promise, if you'll bear with me, we'll get through this and we'll get on to greater things. So sheep, they're very needy. They're always. They can't take care of themselves. They can't feed themselves. You can't make a sheep lay down in green pastures, as we see, unless they're just completely calm. So what does it take to make a sheep completely calm? So sheep, we know that they get scared real easy. They won't lay down if, they, if they're scared. So you have to, the shepherd has to be able to keep the prey away from them. Sheep, they will not lay down if they're sick. They will not lay down if they're hungry. They will not lay down if they've got parasites on them. So the shepherd has to take care of all that. Yeah. The shepherd's duty is to take care of the sheep. Right. Things I've read, I've got a book that King, I, think, I know King got it for me. It's a good book. But things I've read, sheep, they're, I mean, under one shepherd, They'll do good under yeah. under another. They won't they won't be doing so good. It just depends on the shepherd. How the shepherd takes care of that sheep, and the shepherd's love for his flock, his sheep. And David says, David refers to himself as part of. Shepherd, that shepherd, he's got a he pretty well sleeps with one eye open. He takes care of those sheep. If he hears a noise, any bit of noise, he'll jump up, he'll grab his rifle or whatever, and he'll go out to see what's going on with his sheep. 
He don't want nothing to happen to them. He wants them to be at calm and rest at all times. He takes care of that grass. Most people don't realize what it costs to take care of grass. I mean, you've got to keep the weeds out of it. You've got to you've got to fertilize it. You've got to sow grass to have a good source of grass. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, and most people don't realize the cost of it. There's a lot I can say about right there. So notice with me, he takes care of the grass. He takes care of those sheep. He don't let them, let no predators get to them. He won't let nobody, no rustlers get to them and take them. He slips with one eye open at all times. He takes care of those sheep. That's his job. He's got more pride for those sheep. He loves his sheep. He paid a price for them. When he went and got those sheep, he paid a price for them, and there he is. He don't want nothing to happen to them. They some, under some people, you know, if they don't take care of the grass, that sheep, it won't do so well. It'll be hungry. That sheep, it won't lay down if it's hungry. They've got to have a good source of feed in order for a sheep to lay down, according to things I've read. You've got to keep them parasite free. You know what it costs to... To buy that stuff to keep keep disease out of gut or sheep to keep them to keep them free of disease and parasites in their wool it's pretty costly. That's that's the price that he pays for sheep. In yeah. fact, I'd say there's a lot more money goes into it than that shepherd really gets out of it. But yeah. by the time he puts his time, energy, and everything he's got in them. There's a lot that goes into it that that shepherd has to pay for his sheep. Oh, at the price that's been paid for us. Yeah. We're one of his flock. We're part of his flock if you're saved this evening. He bled and died on the cross right, of Calvary. Yeah. That way that way you didn't have to spend yeah. an eternity in hell. Right. He paid the price yeah. for yeah. us. Yeah. What a price he paid. He paid the yeah. highest price that's right. for yeah. us. Yeah. Filthy, low-down, dirty, rotten sinners. Yeah. A thing that I read this week, I've gotten where I love reading. A thing that I read this week, they, they, so let's think about what the Lord has created here for a minute. Let me just bar your minds. Yeah. He's created the heavens, the earth. He's created the entire universe. From right. something I've read this week, I've seen that one of our neighboring stars, our closest stars, is Alpha, I'm probably going to butcher this word, Century or something like that. From things, from what scientists say, it's nearly 4.367 light years away. And that's our closest star. Scientists say if you was to be able to get on that star and look back from towards the earth with a telescope, you couldn't see the earth, is what I've what scientists tell me. To think that the God of all creation yeah. created this entire universe. Right. And you can't right. get on that star, our closest neighboring star, and see back to Earth. Just think about you and me. We're just we're nothing. We're little little specks upon this yeah. earth. Yeah. He's right. got all this stuff 
that obeys Him. He tells the seas when to move, how to move. He tells the sun when to rise. He tells He. He can send a star across the sky like it's nothing. Right. And it obeys Him. Yeah. Yet He chooses little low-down, dirty, rotten sinners who who won't obey Him. We say here, the Lord will say, do this. Yeah. And you know what we'll do? Lord, I don't want to do that. Right. Lord, I don't want to. Yeah. But you know what? Follow the price He paid yeah. for somebody like that. Yeah. For somebody who don't obey. Somebody who won't listen. Somebody who choose a person like that. Why would he pay the highest price for somebody like that? I'll never know. That just kind of blew my mind this week when I read that. Why would he choose somebody like me? Yeah. And then he created, if he was to take a saint or some kind of magnifying glass you get, some dirt up, and you take put it underneath that magnifying glass, you'll see little stuff crawling through that dirt, little parasites and stuff. I guarantee you they'd be obedient to him. Why would he choose me? Yeah. He's created so much, and yet he'd choose somebody like us. Yeah. I'll never yeah. understand why. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 14 and verse number 14. Matthew chapter 14 and verse number 14. The Bible says, verse number 14, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them, and he healed their sick. and a half years sinless walked upon the face of this wicked earth this, yeah, amongst all yeah. of us and yet he took and he he didn't do nothing for himself while he was here he didn't do nothing to, to help himself he done everything for the help of others he healed our sick wow. he, he bled and died for us I keep going back to that Garden. Hey, they done what they knew was wrong. They knew it was wrong. Yeah. 
yet they'd done it anyways. He could have turned his back on us, and yet he didn't. He loved us so much, he sent his only begotten. For the foundation of this world. What love he had for us this evening. And we're privileged, can I just say this? We're privileged to be able to be in his house this evening. Amen. We walk upon the face of this earth because of him, because of what he's done for us. Pacho said it before, and I'll say it again this evening. We people say God won't put nothing on you more than only than you can handle yeah that's a life straight out of hell if it wasn't for god we wouldn't be able to do nothing we wouldn't be able to walk talk see breathe we wouldn't be able to do nothing he he got he breathed into us the breath of life yeah how he loved us we wouldn't be able to do nothing without him and yet we sit here today i Sometimes I'm not going to speak on y'all's behalf. I don't, I'm, I'll just speak on mine. Sometimes I look at it like it's, it's, sometimes it's not like I get to go to church, but I have to go to church, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I look at it like, oh, I have to go to church this evening. I look at stuff that I could be doing, things of this world, but what a privilege it is. I get to go to church. Right? Yeah. Not have to go to church. I get to go to church. I get to preach the gospel. I get to study the gospel. He loved us so much, He gave us His word. He promises stuff in here to us. Why would He promise anything to us? We're just blow down, dirty, rotten sinners who deserve to be in hell. I'll never understand why He does what He does for us. But oh, at the love He has for us. Yeah. He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew 4, chapter 1. Or Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Excuse me. Matthew chapter 4, Verse number one. Then was Jesus led up of the of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. If God, if He, He, I don't. Why did He have to go through that for you and I? I'll never understand. Let's just move on. John 14. Y'all probably get tired of turning this in. We ain't got much further to go. John 14. John chapter 14, verse number 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have not told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know. And the way, you know. What about that? How about that? He went to prepare a place for us. Why would He love us enough to give His life for us? Yet we find here, He's went to prepare a place for us. He loved us enough to prepare a place for us. And you know what the Bible says? I believe it because the Bible tells me. God's Word tells me. He's going to come and get us. And we're going to dwell with Him. How about that? He loved us enough to prepare a place for us. How about that? Ain't that something? The good shepherd loves his sheep enough to take care of them. That's why he's the good shepherd this evening. Revelation 20. You don't have to turn with me if you don't have to. I'll, I'll just read this to you. Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which was the book of life. I'm going to read that part again. And another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. We'll just stop right there. You know what he done? He died on the cross at Calvary. To write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. That book will be open at the end. God will come back and He'll get His people. Or God the Son will come back and get His people. He loved us enough. He put our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. Right. People, whosoever. Oh. If you're in your laws, you say, well, preacher, I've just gone too far. I've done too much. No, you ain't. He died for whosoever. Right. He'll write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm glad to say this evening. My name's in that book. I know there's coming a day when my God, my Lord, my Jesus will come back and get me. He loved me enough to put my name in that book. Right. Oh, what love He has for us. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. That's verse 12. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their words. Now, we're going to kind of transition just a little bit right here. I want to talk about 
time just for a second. I won't be long buried right here. Let's see what time it is. Oh, we good. So, scientists are, well, this ain't really what scientists say. What I've read, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. That's 1,440 minutes in a day. We'll be judged out of, by, by God in the end. He loved us enough to die for us. He loved us enough to give us His Word. Hey, we're, we're His flock. We're His sheep. He loved us enough to do all that for us. You've got 86,400 seconds in every single day to do something for Him. Yeah. I want to be busy. I don't want to waste a single second of that. I want to be busy for the Lord. He loved me enough to do all that for me. I want to do what I can for Him. Just imagine it like this. If you was given $86,400 each and every single day, you'd be real careful of how you spent that money. And at the end of every day, 86000 whatever's left of that, 86400 if that was taken back from you at every single day, you'd be kind of heartbroken. So, if you was given $86,400 every single day, you would want to spend as much of that as wisely as you could. You'd want to use it properly. But we're giving something more valuable than money. We're giving time. 86,400 seconds in every single day. I want to be busy for them. I want to use every bit of that time that I can. Because once the day's over, that's it. That whatever's that's 86,400 seconds is gone. Yeah. I want to be busy for them this evening, don't you? Yeah. I want to do everything I can for them. Because there's going to come a day when there's not going to be no more 86,400 seconds. And you know what? There'll be there'll be a lot of people that'll be lost on their way to hell. Yeah. I don't want to see nobody spend an eternity in hell. I don't want to see none of my lost love or my loved ones spend an eternity in hell. I don't want to see none of my friends spend an eternity in hell. I love each and every single one of you this evening. I don't want to see none of y'all spend an eternity in hell. I want to go to heaven. I know I'm on my way to heaven. I hope you are. If you're not in here this evening, I pray you'll come up here and you'll get right before it's too late. Let's stand on our feet all across the building.